بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين وبعد Brother and sisters in Islam السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to accept from all of us and reward us for this step we have made to this masjid to attend to these classes and listen to the knowledge and the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam said whoever will walk whoever will walk to seek knowledge Allah will send his angels to make istighfar for him during his walking or during his traveling and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make the ants and the fish in the sea making istighfar for him for those who are seeking knowledge and for those who are teaching Quran and the Prophet said the best among you the best among you who is learning Quran and teaching Quran خياركم من تعلم القرآن وعلمه يقول النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم they used to say in Arabic شرف العلم بشرف المعلوم to know the value of this knowledge to know the value of any knowledge you should know what's this knowledge about, what it's talking about. People who is, for example, doctors who help the human being and bring shifa, cure, bithinillah, to the human being it's a good job isn't it sure huh? sure definitely it's a good job because it's about the human being I hope there's nobody from the other side I'm gonna mention what about the doctors who help the animals what you call it huh Veteranian? Veteranian? Arabic. This doctor, it's still a good job. But when you look at the two types of doctors, people look at the doctor who's helping the human being more better. His station is still in your mind up than the other one. Because this knowledge, this, he's... he's Knowing about the human being, which is better than the animal. And the one who is in computer, not the one who is studying about carpet or painting. It's different. Because that the people said the philosophers, they are higher position because they think about logic things, you know, it's that show you how this knowledge is, is good. So the value for any knowledge, it depends on 
What is this knowledge about? The best thing you can ever think about or know about or study about is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There is nothing better than Him. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, قُلْ أَيُّ شَيْءٍ أَكْبَرُ شَهَادَةٌ قُلِ اللَّهُ شَهِدٌ بَيْنِهُمْ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the best thing in this world. Everybody agree with that? If he's the best thing in this world, subhanahu wa ta'ala, then the best knowledge is when we're talking about him, when we're trying to know him, when we're seeking knowledge to understand who is our God. It seems to be a simple question. Who is our God? But believe me, it's not that simple as you think. Before we go through this, I would like to mention what's the importance of studying about Tawheed al-Asma' wa sifat What we need to, why we learning about Allah's names and attributes. Why we should know about it. I used to ask my students. I have two types of students. Some of them, some of them is holding master's and PhD degree. They're studying in American Open University, Islamic studies. And I used to teach a kid too. I used to ask the little students, just, just curious, I uh, asked him, you know, my country, we don't have basketball. It's not a famous uh, playing in my country. It's not a fav- our favorite game over there. You asked him, do you know the basketball player, Rocket, for example, in Houston? Oh, I know, teacher. So, blah, 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 blah. He gave me all the names and the history of this uh, well, I'm wondering in second grade, third grade. Okay? You think he loves Rocket? He loves it. He loves this team. He knows about it. That's right. He knows the names. He knows the nickname of the player. Everything. He knows about them. Because he loves them. Also, maybe you ask older people. They will say the same. They know a lot about these teams, about these countries, about... He loved this country. He loved this man. He knew the history of such as a person. I don't need to mention names in a minute. Since he knew much about them, he liked the game, he liked the team, he following the team. Since I didn't know anything about these teams, I don't know if there is now NBA or NBA. Uh, how it's different. But... This is not the point. My point is, when we talk, I ask those people, other boys and older, who's your God? He said, Allah. Very good. What's his name? Allah. What else? Rahman. If he's a kid, he will say Rahman. Maybe the older people, where the, I'm supposed to receive at least 20 names. I don't want to ask here, but 
if you ask Ar-Rahman, Ar-Rahim, Al-Malik, Al-Khaliq, Al-Bari, Al-Musawwar, Al-Asma'u Al-Husna, No, Al-Asma'u Al-Husna, He will start account name, then ask yourself, now, let me remember how many attributes I know about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What is attributed? One, two, three, four, five. Wallahi, it's shame. Look at ourselves. Look how sometimes between me and you, because Imam get angry if I told that. Some Imam's masjid, when Ramadan, huh, when they pray, when they make dua and qunut, he only used two names. Ya Rahman, Ya Ghafoor. Ya Rahman. He, no, 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 he didn't know other names. He just only used this name, two names. Rahman, Rahim. Allah, Ya Ghafoor, Ya Rahman. Ya Rahman, Rahman. Ya Ghafoor. Allahumma naka nas'aluka anta al-ghafoor al-rahim. Only two names because he, he didn't know more than that. But when you pray behind others, look at the beauty of dua when he using all like ten names. You start with saying Allah's name. Allah man yas'aluka bi annaka anta al-hayyu al-qayyum. Al-hannan al-mannan. Anta maliku al-mulk. Dal jalali wal-ikram. And he starts saying Allah's names and mentioned his name's attributes. It's different, isn't it? If I told you, I have free ticket here. Who want a free ticket to go to a country which is Haram Kafush. You know where it's Haram? It's not Arabic language. So. <laughs> Those things. Do you would be interested to go there? Huh? No one. Is that right? No one is interested to go to Haram Kafush. Haram Kafush. It doesn't, doesn't make sense, huh? It's not that, that, that makes sense for you? You want to go there? No, because I don't know what is it. You don't need to, to go there. There's no courage to go there because it's a question mark. I don't know where it is, this land is, what it looks like. But I told you, this land, well, it's mashallah, very good. This land, it has like, it's a, in a, you will see sea, rivers, green area, nice weather. I start telling you about it. You will be, you will have the courage to go to meet this land, to go there, that's right. You have the courage to go there, to visit it. Is that right? If you don't know about it, you will not have this courage in your, in your heart. Somebody saying, what you try to say? I'll say, I'm trying to say, if you don't know Allah's names, attributes, you will never have this courage in your heart to meet Him. You will never have this Try to know much about Allah, about your Lord, about your Rabb, your Ilah. And see how the different when you go to pray, you're going to meet Him. See the difference when you make worship, when you pray in the night, standing in the night, asking Him, seeking His help. When you make dua, because you know what you're talking with. Who is this? What is his name? What is attributed? You will see how the iman in your heart will increase. You will have this knowledge about your Lord. 
and any other knowledge is any other knowledge it comes after this knowledge which is I mean to know who is your God Allah subhanahu the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said when the person enters to his grave he will be asked three questions first question is who is your Lord if you know him exactly who is your Lord you know his name you know his attributes the answer it will be easy but if you only know that Allah as my father told me Allah Rahman I, didn't, I never I never tried to understand the meaning of this name I never tried to read the ayat it has this name's attributes I never tried to remember to learn it in Arabic in English so this is show you what's the importance for us to know about Allah's names and attributes also as doctor said Tawheed Tawheed as I believe Sheikh Yasser mentioned before me is one of the pillars of our Iman that we have Tawheed and Tawheed the scholar divide Tawheed to three types of Tawheed the first one is Al-Rububiyya Al-Ilahiyya Al-Asma' Wa-Sifat and to fulfill this Tawheed you have to fulfill this part and also to tell you how important for us to know about Tawheed Al-Asma' Wa-Sifat any heart free of knowing Allah's names and attributes this heart is dark this heart is far away from Allah because Allah said ala by remembrance Allah you will see rest in your heart Remember Allah by remembering His names and attributes. But if you don't know them, you will never get the stress in your heart. I was looking to the history about the scholars. Some scholars, scholars, big names in Islamic history. But Subhanallah, Allah did He did bless them with hidayah, with guidance in this field. They went with deviant sects. They were dealing with the Allah's names and attributes in the, in the wrong way. All this kind of people, even if they are claimed themselves as scholars, when they die, they always used to say, we have a doubt in our hearts. And you know, Iman, it means no doubt. One of them said, Wallahi, I used to, I used to put the, the cover bed, of, uh, the sheet, cover my face, and stay the whole night thinking. And in the morning, the Fajr come, and I didn't know where I am, what I, who I'm worshiping. 
And he might have some books of fiqh because he didn't start right. He didn't start studying, knowing his Lord right. They used to say, إِذَا مَرِضْنَا تَدَاوَيْنَا بِذِكْرِكُمْ وَنَتْرُكُ الذِّكْرَ أَحْيَانًا فَنَنْتَكِسُ It's a poetry. إِذَا مَرِضْنَا تَدَاوَيْنَا بِذِكْرِكُمْ A man saying about his lover, the one he, who loves, who loves, he said, if I get sick, since I remember you, I recover, I get better. When I forget about you, when I'm not mentioning you, when I'm not thinking about you, I became sick. This is, should be the situation of mu'min. When he forget about his Lord, when he not remembers Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he feels like he's ill, he's sick. Since he remembers Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he recovers, he refreshes himself. This is the importance of studying this kind of tawheed. And also because the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he was worried about this tawheed. And he used to correct anything wrong in this matter. For example, a man came to enter to the Prophet sallallahu and he said, what is your name? He said, I am Abu al-Hakam. You know al-Hakam? Abu al-Hakam, which it means the father of the judge. The Prophet ﷺ, not judge, it's... Uh, huh? No. A judge, it's okay. Hakam. A father of al-Hakam, Abu al-Hakam. The Prophet ﷺ his face turned. He said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, No, you are not. Allah is Al-Hakam. He said that he's a father of Al-Hakam and Allah's name is Al-Hakam. So it seems like he's the father of Allah. So he said, No, change the name. Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, so you're not allowed to say Abu Al-Hakam. And similar to this, Abu Al-A'la, like a famous uh, Muslim da'ya, Abu Al-A'la Al-Mawdudi. This name is, is wrong. Abu Al-A'la. Haram. Should be changed. Abu Al-A'la. Al-A'la is Allah. We shouldn't say Abu Al-A'la, father of Al-A'la. Because Al-A'la name of Allah's name. Some also say Abu Al-Nur. Umm Al-Nur. He called him his son An-Nur. Then he called himself Abu An-Nur or Umm An-Nur. Haram. Because An-Nur is Allah's name. One of Allah's names. An-Nur. You shouldn't call yourself the father of An-Nur. The father of Al-A'la. The father of Al-Hakam. No. The father of Al-Rahman. No. Not Allah. All of this is Haram. The Prophet ﷺ used to mention something like that to keep this Tawheed pure from any kind of association, any kind of shirk. And you will see that there is some attributes and name we're not allowed to call ourselves this name because it's only for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala.
before we go through this, you have to know something. With all my yani. Respect. This matter, this field, it's need from you to learn Arabic. You will never get the beauty of the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala until you understand Arabic. You might get something. You might get clothes. But you couldn't feel the beauty. You can't understand the meaning 100% until you start learning Arabic. Brothers and sisters, I'm saying this serious. When all the Muslims came, let me tell you something. How many persons here from our country? One, two, three, four, and the rest is not. You know, if your people, your older people, the country you are, if they are not, if they didn't learn Arabic that time, long time ago, and understand the deen, you will never be here. You know what I mean? I'll tell you. When the Islam entered to India or Pakistan or Iraq, Iraq, Faris, they used to talk Farisi, not Arabic, over after Iraq or Iran. If they didn't learn Arabic and they became speaking the Quran, the, lang- the, Quran of the, the language of the Quran, if they didn't, there will be no Muslims today from, in this country. But since they learned and they became learned and practicing the Islam, and they still have their own language too, beside it, because that, alhamdulillah, the Islam is still there. But think about Muslims here in this country, in America, which is a new land. If there is no people speaking Arabic, if the new Muslims, if the American Muslims, or the people who are living in America, they are not able to understand Arabic, or speak Arabic, just wait for generations. You will find a new religion here, not Islam. We already have people come out because they don't understand Arabic. It's not something Arab. No, when we talk Arabic language, we don't need, we don't mean Arab people. We mean Arabic language. Whoever speaks Arabic is Arab. Don't think whoever speaks Arabic is Arab. He might be belong to some. Uh, Ashuriyin, like in Syria or in Egypt, go belong to other people, to other race, not Arab. But understanding Arabic, at least you have, should have limit to be able to read the Quran, to understand, to read it, to read the Sunnah of Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Before, excuse me, if I couldn't deliver the meaning 100% to you because it's really hard for somebody who's his, na- his native language is English besides that I'm not that who's English speaker speaking very well but since Tiva he couldn't translate I have to do that I have to speak in English but May Allah to help us. I will say we will start talking about this issue that Tawheed al-Asma'u First, we want to know what the meaning of names 
and attributes. What we, what we mean by that? When we say Tawheed al-Asma'af, names and attributes. Then we will talk about some rules regarding the names, some rules regarding the attributes, some rules regarding the evidence of proving the names and attributes. Four uh, things. So remind me if I missed or I mixed up between them. First one, what's the meaning of names? Names in Arabic, names the word ism. Ism. It comes from the word wasama. Or samawa. Wasama, it means to mark. Because the name mark you. He give you as a mark. You know, I can make differentiation between two things by names, by call names. That's right. So we use this ism from this meaning. We got the, the name, the, 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 the name of ism from this meaning, which is when you mark somebody by a name, that means you make separate or you have a differentiation between things by calling names. And some scholars say it in Arabic, it comes from word Samawa, which means it became higher. They said because when you give a name, you make these things higher. You give it a position. If something has name and something you don't know, it doesn't have name, which one is higher? Huh? Huh? Answer me. With the name, is that right? Anybody has anything else to say? I don't think so. I excuse you, excuse me that I'm afraid that um, after a while I will sleep with you. So we shouldn't lie down. I know it's hard, it's been a long day, and like inshallah, Allah give us reward and patience, sabr. Taib. Allahumma salli ala Muhammad. Uh, it, they said the name came from these two meanings which when you call somebody give him a name it, you make him higher in a higher position and also you give him some sign or mark to, different, to differentiate uh, between him and other things attributes attributes before that, names in Arabic, there's two types of names in Arabic. I told you it's something related to Arab language, but it's been interesting after a while, for sure. Inshallah. Uh, two types of names in Arabic. There is names has meaning inside, and there is name it doesn't have meaning inside. For example, Baqarah. You know Baqarah? Cow. It has meaning. Baqara doesn't have meaning. Just a name for a cow. But if I told you, Sama, it comes from Sumu, which is something higher than you. It has a meaning. The name has a meaning inside. When I said he his name is Hassan, what Hassan mean? Good. If the name has meaning, that means he is good. We call this 
Asma'un Mushtaqah. We call it Asma'un Mushtaqah. And if it doesn't have meaning inside, we call it A'lamun Jamidah. There's no meaning. It's just a name. It doesn't have any meaning. For example, I give you an example. My name is Ahmed. For example. Ahmed, it comes from Hamd, the one who prays Allah. You can find out a kafir, his name is Ahmed. He never thanks Allah. But the name is a name. It doesn't mean that he is thankful for Allah or he is praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. His name is Jamil, beauty, but he's ugly. Fuck, it might be. The name is name, but it doesn't mean he has the meaning of the name. Okay? So, for example, her name is, uh, for example, Latifa. Latifa, yani gentle and light, but she's heavy and and she is not gentle. It doesn't mean she has the meaning. It's just a name, okay? So I'm trying just to make it easier. This is in the general. So some names, it has meaning, some names doesn't have meaning. Even if it has meaning, is this meaning real or not? It's other, it's other thing. All the names in the world, except Allah's name and Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, all of Allah's names, it tells us a meaning. Every name has meaning. It tells us about a perfect meaning. And also the Prophet ﷺ, his name, it tells us about meaning. Like Muhammad, because he prays Allah a lot. Al-Hashr, because he's the one who will make Hashr, who gather the people to the Day of Judgment. Al-Aqib, because there's no Prophet after him. He's the last Prophet. So all the Prophet Muhammad, his name, it shows meaning also. There's any difference between, uh, we didn't finish here, the attributes, Sifat. They saying he has a son. He born a son. He said he has a wife. No, maybe they didn't say a wife, is a, a wife. But he said, if you read in the Bible how they said, how Miriam, السلام, she got uh, Isa, it's disgusting when you read it. And they cursing, saying Allah's hand, his poor, his miser, like the Jews said. They kill his prophet. They hurt his prophet. They killing his slaves. His, the people who believe in the Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And, but his mercy, his full of mercy. Therefore we said his attributes complete, not like our mercy. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when he created this land and the earth, the earth, he made his mercy 100 degrees. He classified his mercy 100 degrees. He sent one, one only to the land. From this one mercy, the Prophet see, you will find out the mother she will care and she mercy her child. And you will see the sabr, which is the, like the tiger or the lion, those animals. They will have mercy in their hearts toward their children. 
from one mercy. You can't imagine your mother's mercy, all the mothers in this world, all the history, all the mercies in this life. And also Allah's mercy in this life. In the earth, correct me if I'm wrong, this is the earth, the, the oxygen we're breathing. The oxygen and nitrogen in the earth, that's right. Huh? If the nitrogen comes up one, what will happen? Huh? Or the oxygen come less one point, or go more points, what will happen? You will burn. You can just, just imagine if, if this raining, if this rain, it's not separate, it comes like this. In one spot. Afraid Masoud here will be angry. Okay. You just imagine if all the rain in this Houston comes in one place like this. What will happen to this spot? Just try to imagine your hair has feeling like your hand. How you will cut your hair. Same feeling. Like cutting your cut your your hand or something. It's from his mercy. Because that the ulama has classified his mercy to two types. Rahmatun Sharia wa Rahmatun Qadari. Rahma Kawniya like this things. And other Rahma his mercy in his religion. The Prophet when he was told there is a prey. How many prey it was? You know what this means? Every 25 minutes we should pray. Every 25 minutes. Is that right? 50 divided by 24 hours. Around 25 minutes. But from his mercy, he made it 5 and the reward is like... From his mercy that he opened the door, the gate for Tawbah, repenting. From his mercy that he never asked us to do something we couldn't do. All of his obligation is possible. This is from his mercy. From his mercy that he gave you the guidance. And if you did something wrong, he asked you, he give you a sign so you can repent. He will forgive you. I will end by this hadith that the Prophet said in the Day of Judgment. And uh, by the way, the hadith I said, he crucified his mercy to 100. He sent one to this dunya and he saved 99 for the Day of Judgment. So, because that's wallahi, we are not independent in our deeds. We know that we are, we are sinful people. Wallahi, no one can independ on his deeds. But wallahi we depend on Allah's rahmah, asking for it. The Prophet said in the Day of Judgment, a person, the last person who will enter the Jannah, last person who will enter the Jannah, he will be in the, in the top of the hellfire. He will say, oh my Lord, just let me to get out from it. I don't want to go to the Jannah. Just out of it. Just out of the hellfire. Allah will say, that's it. He said, I promise I will never ask more than that. He said, this promise? He said, I promise. Subhanallah. Then Allah will let him to get out. Then after a while he said, oh my Lord, a while. He said, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala him, 
what you want, my slave. He said, my Lord, just let me to be under this tree, away from the heat from the hellfire, under the tree in the shadow. Nothing more than that. He said, I swear to lie, nothing more than that. Allah will put him under the tree. He let him to go there. Then he will start looking to the Jannah. From Allah, it's far away. He will afterwards ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, said, Oh my Lord, just make me close to the gate so I can feel the, the fresh air coming from the Jannah. I don't want to get inside, just close to the gate. Allah said, My slave, you asked me before. You promised you never asked something more than what you are, what you have. He said, Allah, I promise I will never ask more than that. Then, you think it's finished? No. Then he said, Oh my Lord, let me enter to the Jannah. Just only one step inside. Allah said, you asked before. He said, one step. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will enter him the Jannah. Then he will tell him, My slave, wish what you want. Allah. Wish what you want. Then he will start saying, I wish this and that, this and that, this and that. He said, did you finish? He said, yeah. No. This and that, this and that. Did you finish? No. He said, this and that. You know what? Wallahi, it's a generation like this. I'm not adding anything to it. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he will say, did you finish? He said, yes, I finished. Allah said, and what about this and that? Allah remind him things he used to like in this dunya, but he forget about it in that moment. He said, yes, Allah, I like this too. I want this too. Then he said, he felt shy. He said, that's it. He said, what about this and that? He reminded him. Then he said, yes, Allah, I like this too. I want this too. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he will tell him, you will have, you will have all what you wish. And more. And more. And I will give you like what all the people in this dunya used to have. The king, the rich, everything in this dunya will have it. What he will say, he will say to his Lord, Oh my Lord, you making fun of me? Are you mocking? A'udhu Billah. You see to the Ibn Adam, he's saying that to his Lord. But his mercy is, is amazing, subhanAllah. He said, not once and ten times double. And the Prophet said, this is the last one that will, he will enter to the Jannah. And he will be in the lowest station in the Jannah. Yeah, Jannah is, because that Allah called the Jannah his mercy in the Quran. فَهُمْ فِي رَحْمَةِ اللَّهِ they are in Allah's mercy, which is the Jannah. Because it shows you how mercy he is, subhanahu wa ta'ala. That he let us to enjoy in this na'im, in this Jannah, with our bad behavior, evil deeds, with our, when we not fulfilling our duty as a good Muslim. With all of this, Wallahi, if we worship Allah day and night, twenty, hundred years, it's not enough for you just to go to the Jannah one moment. 
but tells Allah's mercy. When you think about this meaning, when you think about the attributes this way, it's a different. It makes your iman different, your belief different. And inshallah we will talk more about other names and attributes. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to guide us 